back to Thursdays of the Best Days podcast, and with me this week we got Fee and Bruno. And a little bit of shouting out news: if you are a fan of Pokemon and the the cartoon Pokemon, Twitch Presents on Twitch TV will be streaming the entire Pokemon series plus movies for the next ten months. So if you enjoy Pokemon or you've never actually seen most of like the entire series, I recommend definitely going on Twitch and watching what you can. I think Twitch Presents 2 is another channel that does a lot of reruns. So it's easy enough to have that up and watch some of the old episodes. Kind of nostalgic if you remember those. They've been also, doing good with them. They have. The animation also is very much held up. Like, have you watched them much, Bruno? Uh, not a ton, but, you know, tune in every now and then. Did you watch back in the day? Not religiously, but yes, I did watch. It, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. Like, you watch a lot of old shows like that, and it's like, oh, until how old they age. But for some reason, like, that animation style just has really yeah, not I, aged. I, I can agree with that. Also, on Twitch, we have Philosophy streaming. What's your schedule now? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Philosophy, F-I-L-A-S-O-P-H-Y. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, noon to 2.30, EST. Bruno, you do stream, but I don't know if you have a schedule. Nope, no schedule. Okay, but you can plug your channel if you want. Twitch.tv slash KSHMUNO. K-S-H-M-U-N-O. Okay. Now, with all that out of the way, France has banned all children under the age of 15 from using their phones in school. Like, the government. This isn't just, like, no principal says no phones. This is the federal... I don't know if they have federal. I don't know. I don't know what they consider it. So I'm just going to say federal and probably be wrong. But the federal government of France has told kids it's illegal to use their phones in school. And that includes cell phones, tablets, and smartwatches. My big question is, what is the consequence? Because that deems whether it's going to work or not. I mean, I, I yes. Because I can see that not working well at all. Sure. Like, I wonder... So, like, here in America, they can take your phone, like, from from you for the day. So. See, like, I don't know what the situation is now, though. When I was in school, like, fancy smartphones were just kind of getting into the game. Like, when I was in high school, some people still didn't have a smartphone. So, now that everyone's playing Fortnite in class. I don't know how things have changed over time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, okay. So I went to my high school. And my father was my assistant principal. So, you know, that was a, that was a fun experience. And he, for some reason, I don't know why, was actually a big, like, I don't know. Well, he was big on the side of kids having phones at, like, lunch and in between classes. So he fought for the right of the students to be able to use their phones during lunch when, like, it really doesn't matter. You're at lunch. And then in the hallways between class and at the start of class if the teacher didn't care, like, before, like, the bell rang. 
So I could have my phone basically on all the time. If you're like a decent student, most teachers are like, whatever. See, I think that's the way that they're going to have to do it because they're going to be on their phones. You just like give them times to be on their phones. I can agree with that. I think that there needs to be a time and a place, but I think there also needs to be a separation of when that time and place is and when you can't use them. So like, I think they can do study halls, like lunch and then in the hallways. I think that's plenty of time. And then in class, it's basically what I do at college, to be honest. Yeah, I always try to, like, if I get a text, I always try to sneak the phone look. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, that's kind of different. Stuff you're learning in college isn't really, like, important. Okay, it's important, but it's not grade school important. Like, kids from kindergarten through eighth grade, like, that's when, like, that's, like, the prime learning time. You know what I'm saying? True. I, f- I feel like college, you're paying to learn so you can decide what you want to do with your time. Exactly. That's my feeling on it, at least. And yeah, it sucks for kids. Like, oh, I just want to play Fortnite. It's like, well, you're in your like prime learning ages. I don't know. So, like, well, and there's the other thing about this is so. My, like, again, my school I went to, we went one-to-one with technology. So everyone had it, their own laptop provided by the school. And we all had Wi-Fi. Like, the whole system was set up that you you had to be online. So if you miss a day at class, teacher would post stuff online or email you. So it's like, once you get to that point, like, can't enforce anything. Sure, I can't text on my phone, but I can launch an app. Like, don't... There's Android apps for, like, Samsung and stuff that you can literally do texting over whatever type of app. Like... I don't know what it is exactly. I have I've it. Seen it. Do you? I have one that I can text from my phone or from my computer. Yeah. So I don't know. I, like... know. I think Fee used to. I don't know if you still do or not. Have what? I'm sorry. Have Push Bullet, the texting from your computer? I don't anymore purely because it got annoying, but it was good at the time. Yeah. Like from Chrome, I can just hit a button and start sending whatever to anyone. So, like, so I look at this and I, I see like the intent, like one of it, the government is concerned that students are becoming too dependent on and distracted by their phones. But I also like, I look at it and I'm like, it's just, that's just this generation. Like, I don't think we can start to put a line in the ground that says no more phones after this point. I think they're just too much required at this point. Not just phones, but like technology in general. I think there needs to be a line. I don't think it needs to be like, leave your phone at home. You know what I'm saying? I think there needs to be some give and take. You need to give them time, but you also need to show them that there are times when you need to put the phone down. Now, like I get, like I I am addicted to my phone. Like I'll be the first to admit it. But I've been like more and more considering a smartwatch so I could like get away from the phone. Like, I don't know. Are you just sitting or talking to someone? You get your phone and like you get a text message or something, and you don't want to actually like pull out the phone and look like you're ignoring them. No, I think that's just you. Is it? <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say that. I mean, it depends. I guess it's situational. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, if I'm sitting down and eating lunch with you, 
Like, I'll pull out my phone and be like, whatever. But I feel like you and say, like, I don't want to say her name, but you and your girlfriend, if she's here, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, then I would understand it. No, I can't pull out my phone at all. I feel like as long as it's a quick thing, I could care less. If I'm having a meal with someone and trying to talk to them and all they're on the whole time is their phone, that's a different story. Oof. Well, there goes me and Nick's whole like lunch routine. Well, now, if, if that's the routine, sure, whatever. A routine know, is it like... It might be different. A routine's like get food, get a drink, sit down at the same table, eat while we're on our phones, like browsing Reddit, Twitter, whatever, show each other what's going on. And that's really, that's, that's like the routine. But see, After. that's like something that's already established and going okay. I don't have a problem with that. But there's like a point where we both kind of look up and we both notice that we're not eating anymore. We're just like, we're just done. <laughs> well, time to go. But I don't know. How long do you think you can go without your phone? Like, just uh, starting right now, out of nowhere. Gosh. Depends on how busy I am. Like, are we talking, you can still use computer? Um, let's say just your phone. Um, minus communication with my parents, yeah. Like, I mean, I can message them through Facebook. But that's just, like, only when I'm at my computer. I think I can do it. Especially since the only thing I go on my phone for during the day is Twitter, uh, Discord, and... What's the other one? Reddit. I can do all those at my computer. My big thing is, like, I'm going to be literally, like, going to the dining hall and eating. And either if, like, I'm, I'm alone or I'm going to be sitting there for, like, 10, 15 minutes alone... Sitting there and doing nothing is like so. Ugh. I'd rather just sit there and scroll through the same Reddit post I've looked at ten times that day. Question. Answer. Could I, instead of my phone, buy like an old iPod Touch? Oh, yeah. Pure, excuse me. Purely for music. It wouldn't be like for the apps. It'd be just for music. Well, see that brings a solid point up. Must be hard for you to let go of music then. I mean, not. <laughs> I'm just thinking about when I'm not sitting at lunch or dinner, scrolling through my phone. Like I want music. Yeah, I, I feel you. It's okay. not like uh, like right now I don't listen to music during the day unless I'm on my computer. I feel like that's a pretty good response though. You're saying yeah, you could do it, but there might be a little thing here or there. To me, that sounds like you're not completely addicted. Honestly, it's more just like, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I was going to say. Right. I mean, if I'm like, when I had my internship over the summer and I'd have eight hour days with, I have like an hour break for lunch in between those eight hours. But like, if I'm working and I'm like doing something, I don't need like feel the need to whip out my phone just to do something. I might after like for like a five minute break just to like stop moving, but. I'm fine with that. But if I'm just sitting there like at my computer or just like have nothing to do on like a Saturday, I'm going to be on Reddit because I just need something to do. 
Okay. How about you, Bruno? I would have no issues. No issues? To be honest with you. Is that because you could keep busy, or is it because you just really don't, like... Probably both, to be honest. Like, I could keep busy for sure, but also there are times when I just don't feel like having my phone with me even. Like, I just get sick of it sometimes. But I don't know. I, I would feel fine without it, I think. Now, are you guys the people that need to have something? Like, I need to have something in my hand. Like, I need to be playing with something in my hand to, like... No. Not really. Nope. Not at all. Like, I, I love the fidget spinner, the fidget cube craze, because it was, like, perfect. It was, like, something I, like, could just constantly play with in my hand, and it was, like, socially acceptable. Now, if I did not use my phone, I'd have to keep it in my pocket or else I'll feel like I'm missing something all the time. Yes. The phantom vibrations and everything. Not even that. Just having my phone in my pocket, it's like walking around without a wallet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you have not... the pocket check go off and you're like, okay, I got this, this, and this. Yep. Wait, one of those was empty. Yeah. Like just just because my phone has sat in my right pocket since I've had a cell phone. Right pocket. Okay. Since eighth grade. Wait, you left pocket, Bruno? I'm a left pocket. Are you you lefty? No. That's just uncomfortable. So, I can tell you the reason, though. I carry a pocket knife all the time. Pocket knife is set up for the right side. I mean, that's fair. Now, where does your wallet go? Back right. I usually take it out when I'm driving, though. Back right. I couldn't do that. No. I keep it pretty thin. I do phone right pocket, wallet left pocket. That's it. Like That's all I carry. I don't need no knife. Phone right pocket, wallet left pocket, and my keys can be like pocket dexterous. Yes. I'm fine with it either way. See, I'm a clip on the belt loop kind of guy. Really? Yep. It's because you live out in the boonies. That that is a very boony thing to do. No offense, Bruno, but that's just No, I I understand. Like if I see someone have keys on like their bean belt, I'm not gonna think they're from the city. Just not one of those characteristics. But I don't like how how do you do back pocket wallet? Like I feel like it's too far away from me or someone could easily just like swipe it. Well, with jeans, it's usually like pretty tight. My pockets on my jeans aren't that loose. So I have no issues with that. I don't know. If I'm wearing shorts that have a back pocket, I, I don't know. It just works for me. See, the biggest thing would be the annoying, like, take it out of my pocket every time I sit down. So sometimes, depending on pants, it slides over enough that you're not sitting on it, but it's back there. You know what I mean? I gotcha. But like driving, I'll take it out because for whatever reason, car seat, sitting down, it's just annoying. So So real quick, take it out for that. I'm going to throw this out now. We're going to hit it early. Question of the week. What's your pocket loadout? Right pocket, left pocket. Hashtag TTBD. Is there like a, is there like a pocket emote? Uh, Maybe. Or just like a pants emote. Yeah, pants. And um, what was I going to say? 
oh. can't find a pants emote. I'm going to say this right now. Whoever's out there listening, I don't know how many of you there are. People are trying to steal our TTBD, our, our hashtag. So I'm going to need you guys to get on it. Please. <laughs> They're coming for it. They are, really. You would thank the bus driver meme. <laughs> thank <laughs> the bus driver. It's fine. Uh, fucking thank the bus. Yeah, so whatever. So tweet us what your pocket loadout is with the right pockets for everything. What? Right pocket, list it. Left pocket, list it. Bam. Back pockets. And if you got backs, let us know. Okay. So in some space news, we haven't done a space anything in a while. because There hasn't been anything Mm -hmm. too big. But Fee, if you were going to guess a country that was going to start like testing a space elevator who you think it would be um i think i've seen this but i want to say japan it is japan sorry bruno i was gonna let you guess but he got it so good i can i can definitely see japan i might have said china though i does china actually care about space like i they used to and they have a big population that's what i'm going on i don't think they ever did bruno Really? I think that you're thinking of Soviet Russia. Maybe. I know China like has a capsule on the space station, but I didn't really think they put too much effort into anything. I know that like we split a lot of stuff with them in space, but I didn't think that they're like top. Okay. Well, would they be top three? Yeah. The China yeah. National Space Administration. Well, like the, back to the late fifties. The Chinese space station. They just had a tank into the earth. Do you guys remember that? Wait, what? Can you repeat that? Yeah, like a few months ago, like the Chinese space station, they had to tank it into the Earth. Like into like orbit to make it die. Do you remember that, Bruno? Um, I don't think so. So for anyone who doesn't remember it or remember what happened, basically China had a like their own space station. It wasn't as big as the International Space Station. But it was like, it was pretty sizable. I think it was like a school bus length, about that. And um, so they decommissioned it. And then it was like, there was just enough left in it to like make it like, so it could come back into orbit. But it was like just sitting up there being space garbage. They just said, screw it. They just tanked it into orbit and let it all like die in the atmosphere. I don't remember how long it was up there, though. Have you guys ever seen the map of all the space debris? Oh, it's wicked. It's gross. I keep seeing it because like that podcast I watched a while ago with Joe Rogan and Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think they brought that up. It's crazy to look at that thing. I think there was a company like on like working on satellite or like different methods of cleaning it up, but I might be wrong. It was a while ago. I'm pretty sure you are correct. I think I heard about that in that podcast too. I heard about that, but I don't know like how. How would you even manage that? We can't even take care of our oceans. I literally think they just like have this one satellite that like shoots like a net or something like that at other satellites just to push them down towards Earth. But the problem is how fast all this stuff's going. Yeah. Yes. 
and it's going crazy fast in different directions. So stuff just would get shredded, I think, is the issue. Did you see, this is like unrelated to the space trash. Did you find, did you see what happened? You know, the hole in the, in the space station? Like you guys remember hearing about the hole? Yes, I think so. So last week or two weeks ago, there was a leak, like an oxygen leak in the space station, like way up there. And like, they finally figured out what it was. I think they just released it like this, this week sometime. Basically, one of the Russian astronauts drilled a hole, like, through one of the walls. Excuse me? Yeah. So, like, what happened was he drilled a hole that he thought was something else, apparently. And it was, like, a millimeter-sized hole in the space station that was just leaking air. And he covered it up with his finger, right? And uh, to fix it, they just filled it with, like, glue or something. It was. It's a really weird situation. Like, like, how do you make that mistake? I don't know. Like, that's what you train for. Let me just drill a hole in the side of the thing that's keeping the air in my lungs. Like, I understand, like, wanting to stop it, but I would not trust my finger against the vacuum of space, no matter how tiny the hole. Like, see, I feel like if it didn't blow the uh, hole in the side of the thing. I'd be okay with sticking my finger there. It's a little hole. I'd do it so I could say I touched base. <laughs> I mean, I guess. But apparently they filled it with some type of glue. And I don't remember, like, anything else about the article, but... I don't, it was weird. Space epoxy. Like, they thought it was, like, debris that hit the space station. And they're like, oh, okay, like, that's not bad. But then they found out it was some guy who drilled a hole in it. It's like, oh, okay, I guess. Don't think astronauts are as trained as we think they are. How much would you love to be known for the guy that drilled a hole in the space station? I mean, as long as no one dies, like, or the space station doesn't collapse, I mean, you're going to get a little bit of fame for nothing. So real quick, I just linked an article from The Guardian. The title is Space Station Air Leak, Someone Drilled a Hole, Says the Russians. Like, hmm. could have been accident or sabotage. Like, no, he's not going to commit suicide on the space station. And here's a no, picture no, no. of it. That thing is, like, space station it's... isn't, like, new. It's If it, like, went down, I don't think they'd be too upset. Cause isn't it going to be decommissioned soon? Um, I mean, it's already gone over its, like, length of what they wanted it to be on it. Oh, we talked about this in one of our early podcasts, I thought. I thought it was, like, 2020, something like that. I think by 2020, they want it shut down, because I think it's just kind of, like, served its purpose, and I think they need to either move on or do something else with it. So I just linked the, uh, the Twitter picture of the, uh, International Space Station hole that was there? Nothing. Yeah. That's I mean, a little hole. I guess I'd plug my finger in that. It, it's really tiny. Like, there's a finger there for like, scale. I think you said one millimeter. That's a tiny yeah. hole. I guess I just didn't really think about how small it was. What if it? 
hold on. Let's go. Let's go down a rabbit hole here. What if it was sabotage? What if the Russians wanted to to sink the space station? That's stupid. Sink it. Well, that's, I mean, that's an interesting term to use. I like well, it though. What else would you do? Implode it? Maybe I don't know. Crash it? I don't know. That'd be. There's like treaties for this, I think, right? Not. No. No. There's. You're not allowed to like. How was it? You're not allowed to like fight in space or do bad things to other planets, and every planet is not to be claimed by like a country. It's like you can't send up nukes in the space aim down at the world like you're not allowed to do that nukes aren't allowed in space in general that's another act like you are allowed to have kinetic things i watched a youtube video on this uh it was from like i forgot what channel it was but uh basically it's a video saying how it's there what am i trying to say kinetic missiles basically imagine like a 10 foot long like tip of a spear Right? That's pretty thin. I think, like, not even, like, a foot in width. Like, it's just tiny, okay. right? Yeah. And they just let these things go from a, <clears throat> from a satellite. And they just gain and gain and gain and gain speed as they come down to the Earth. And just, bam. Like, hit, they can hit, like, pinpoint a house, I think, is what it's How? Size. That's ridiculous. It- you telling me you can hit a house with a two by four from space? Yes. We have, we can do a lot of weird stuff. We just it's above our pay grade. Someone else has thought about this stuff and designed it. Hmm. Okay. Can, can we all look at the concept art of the space elevator? Kind of going back to that. How wicked that thing would look if it was like real. Okay, I got a problem with this. What? Okay, think about like a dodgeball, right? You ever played dodgeball in school? Yes. Tape a yardstick to it. Okay. And spin it. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. How do they keep that anything close to straight at like a million miles an hour? So I can't say the name. I'm just going to read from the article. and I can't say the name of the elevator because it's like in Japanese. So I'm just going to be like the OV space elevator using six ovular shaped cars, each measuring 18 meters by 7.2 meters, holding 30 people. Connected by a cable from a platform on the sea to a satellite at 3,600 kilometers above Earth. So it's on a platform on the sea. So here's what I got out of that sentence you said cable so basically the plan so it doesn't have to be perfectly straight up and down bruno there could be a little give to it yeah to like correct for it but basically they have a space station up there right that's circling in an orbit that's like geosynchronous is that the right word i don't know the word but i think i know what you're talking about it stays like above earth on that spot that kind of thing i think that's geosynchronous it's like speed matched 
yeah so you, like you speed match it and then like the cable would i guess unwind straight down i don't know i'm just making this up right now and um okay. and then like they just attach it to that platform and be it's not the in between is actually i think not even the hardest part i think the geosynchronous would be the hardest part in keeping it there because i think i can agree with that because that would take a lot of fuel and fuel equals bad in space because wait uh well, maybe they can pipe it the elect the elevator would be powered by an electric pulley motor electric okay i would think magnets Maybe they well, are. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, with the train systems they have over there. Magnets? God. No, magnets behave dis- differently in space. Do they? Do they? I think so, because of the cold. Because magnets are really fucky. I think one cold really affects them. Yeah. If you freeze a magnet to a certain temperature, it, like, stops being magnetic. I'm, like, 100%. Interesting. Sure. Or like, they become less magnetic, but cold really affects them, and then like space does too, like a vacuum. The but the elevator, like the cars, the actual like things going up and down, would travel at up to two hundred kilometers per hour, and arrive at the space station eight days after departing from Earth. Ooh. All right, like how long of a trip distance wise are we talking here? Ninety six hundred or ninety six thousand kilometers. It's the total length of the cable used for vehicles. Real quick about the magnets. Yes. That's 60,000 miles. We only know, like, in the space station that they work, we don't know if they work outside of the space station. We've never tested them in space. Oh, okay. So it's like, they work in the space station where it's warm. So they do work. Well, that's, then that's on avoid. So I think that's the issue, is they don't, like, avoid and the cold isn't the proper environment for magnets. You could be right. I I can't, like, match you for that. <laughs> Say yes or no. Okay, and the cable? Look, the cost for that long of a cable, like carbon nanotubes is, like, what they're estimating what they would use or something like that, would only be $9 billion. Which is a lot of money, but when you think about what you're no, actually... I don't think about, it is. That's, that's what I mean. I don't know. I think it'd be cool to just be like, hey, look, here's a cord that goes up to space. You just That'd be a sight to see in its own. I'm curious if like the carts would have to work... Obviously, they would have to work harder in atmosphere. But like, I want to see that compared to like a rocket. Uh... So, like, I'm saying, like, the time to get out of the atmosphere. I think it... The cost of transport is expected to be about one hundredth of that of space... of the space shuttle. So, I mean, it might have to work harder, but I still think it's way more efficient. Just strap up a bunch of Tesla motors. I mean, that's kind of the logic they're going with. (laughs) Strap up some motors, strap up some... Just put strap like Teslas around this cable and just put cables wherever the wheels are and just send them up. You're not the only one with a car in space. <laughs> I mean, it'd be Tesla's second car in space, but yeah, I just couldn't imagine on like, okay, 
here's like eight days worth of food. Have fun on this elevator ride. And you just sit on an elevator. It's like going up. Up and up and up and up and up. I mean, the view would be dope. Yeah. If you can have windows. Why can't you have windows? I don't know. I'm not an expert on this shit. If the space shuttle can have windows, anything can have windows. Yeah, I mean... Because the space shuttle gets steamy on re-entry. This does. I, I think it'd be... I don't know. I would never, like, ride it. But, like, I think it'd be cool to just to go and look at it. Like, just look at this cable. So I'm sure if you're, like, at night, you could easily, like, look up in the sky and see the space station attached to the Earth, like, going around if it's clear skies. I think you'd be surprised. I think about, like, the scale of how tiny the space station will actually be if they do go through this. I think you'll be surprised at, like, how small it is. Like, have you ever looked up and seen the space station? It's a I have. It's like a, a speck. Yeah. It's not very big. Now imagine a speck on the end of a rod that goes really far away. Wait, can we get a fact check of how far, how many kil- kilometers above Earth is the space station? Sure. Because it says it, it will connect to a satellite at 3,600 kilometers above Earth. How many? There are 36,000 kilometers above Earth. So that's 22,000 okay. miles. Okay, um, that can't be right. The space station is 254 miles above Earth. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you sure it's not 3,600? I mean, you can look at the article. We're 30... going to be slapping the moon almost. 3,600 kilometers, 2,000 miles. That's still 2,000 miles more than the space station. I mean, look at the article. It, may, it might be wrong, but like... The last one? Yeah. It's like the fourth paragraph? One, two, third paragraph? 96,000 kilometers? No, that's like cable length. So that's like, I think, counting like all the different cables. There's no way that can be right. Nick, have you been feeding us fake information? I don't think so. I'm going to try to find a different Oh, wait, okay. So these are comments. So you can take as many grains of salt as you want. So why does it need to be 36,000 kilometers above Earth? That is where the geostationary band is. The way the endpoint stays above the anchor point of Earth's surface, which will have to be close to the equator, I guess. I guess, yeah, this article that I'm saying is 36,000 kilometers. The ISS is way too low and therefore travels around the world. The cable would not be able to keep up. Oh, it has to be far enough out that it, like, it'll swing at the same, like, rate as the Earth. Okay, so yeah, you are not seeing that space station. You'll see the rope. You ain't seeing that space station. Okay, I didn't realize the distance. So I just found another article completely unrelated to the thing you're talking about that says the math checks out at 3,600 kilometers. Wait, 3,600 or 36,000? Sorry, 36,000, that it matches the rotation of the Earth. So it would stay on a single speck, like a single dot, 
and it is geosynchronous. You are not seeing that thing. Okay, I'm <laughs> I don't sorry. care. I don't care who you are. You can be Superman, and you're not seeing that thing. You're probably not going to be able to get that thing with a telescope. Nick, that's a hundred times the space station. I didn't realize that was the. Di- I didn't realize it was that much farther. You guys didn't realize that much farther. A hundred times, fee. Okay, is it a thousand times? It's way more than that. Let me do the math quick. Space Station's 236 miles, I think I looked up. Yeah. That's a big... Oh, eight days. That's short trip now. Short trip, boys. Wait. Bruno, you said we're close to smacking the moon. Is that a real thing? Are we just going to accidentally clip the moon? (laughs) Oh, no. The moon's like 300,000 miles. So the space station is 408 kilometers above the Earth. <laughs> so 36,000 divided by 408. That's 88 times higher than the space station. And we can barely see that. I think that's wrong. I think. I don't. I think you did the math in a way that's correct, but I don't think it's the way. I think you have to do like a percentage gain. Like there's calculators. What? What? This is above my knowledge. Oh, okay. So you're speaking a different calculator language. Yes. So okay. I'm gonna paste a website. So like, if you're gonna do something like an increasing like distance. There's like a different formula. So what is what is the uh, space station? Four hundred and eight. Four hundred and eight. So four hundred and eight to we're comparing it to the distance of thirty six hundred thirty six thousand. Yes. Oh, this is like that's eight thousand seven hundred and twenty three point five three percent increase. In yeah, distance. that's a percent increase. I'm saying it's 88 times further uh, away. Oh, okay. Never you mind. would have to travel back and forth to the space station. 88, you'd have to make that trip 88 times. I so. think traveling 88 times to the space station is more cost efficient than that. What do you mean? It sounds like all the cable they need is only $9 billion. Do you know what? You can, like, put people, like, on Jupiter for that price. Hell no. What, nine billion? I think if you give the space station, like, I don't know what their current, like, whatever it is, like NASA, that's what I meant. If you give NASA, what's their current right now? Okay, so that's half NASA's budget right now. So if we give NASA another nine billion, that's people on Mars, I think. Easy peasy. Dude. Okay. So, a ni- no. See, like, 9 billion isn't that much. 9 billion just for the rope, though. 9 you're billion. For- you're forgetting how much it's going to cost in rockets and fuel to get to geosynchronous orbit. Like, that ain't easy. See. Falcon yeah. 9s barely get there. That nine billion is only two aircraft carriers, or like, uh, 
Wait. See, this math does not check out at all for the cost. What do you mean? I. It sounds so ridiculously cheap. And you want to know something else that I'm concerned about? What? So you've got this satellite 36,000 kilometers up in the air. Yeah? Okay. Yes. It's moving at whatever, at the rotation speed of Earth at the end of that rope, which I don't know what that is. Fast. It's fast. But it's slower than the speed of satellites orbiting Earth closer, like the space station, right? What happens when this rope gets hit by something? Like, for instance, the space station is moving at 4.7 miles a second. So what happens when that thing hits that rope? Wait, it would have to move the same speed as the Earth, right? Same rotational speed, yeah. Yes. Orbital speed. Uh... But that changes with distance. Because, like, the way distance works. You have to make a bigger circle out there than you do closer. It's going to be fucking fast. I don't know, Bruno. Like, I, it's not for us to figure out. That's for us to watch the other people figure out. In my head, I'm just seeing somebody going for a ride and they get to about the space station and the rope's cut and then just go shooting off the end of it. That would be the greatest space mission. That'd be so many movies. Go get the people back. Go get them. (laughs) Like, you know their trajectory. They're just on a straight line out. (laughs) Get them before they come crashing back into the Earth. I think... I think they really just bank on there's nothing like too big gonna hit it, and I think they just live with it, Bruno. I don't think it has to be that big when it's moving yeah. at twenty seven thousand kilometers an hour. Made of made of the right material. I don't know because like there's nothing stopping that, Nick. Nick, yeah, a screw thousand miles an hour. Nick, if you get hit by a screw at seventeen thousand miles an hour, you are no longer here. Like if okay. that thing hits you square in the chest or stomach. Right. Nick, so a bullet, right? Yes. It's pretty small, yeah? Uh-huh. A 50 cal rifle moves at 850 meters per second. The speed of the space station is 27,000 kilometers an hour. I gotta convert that to meters a second. Hold on. Today on the Thursdays are the math day podcast. Yeah, really. They did the math. So we went from... So the space station is moving at 7,000 meters per second. So it's going like three times the speed of a 50 cal bullet. Yes. Okay. So it's got somewhere around 30,000 foot pounds of energy. Now imagine that hits you or your rope or your station. Maybe I was a little incorrect. 
like, Maybe I don't know. a I've... screw wouldn't cut the rope. A screw wouldn't, but if a screw hits the station? No, like I, I, did you guys see the Reddit post about it the other day? I think I might have missed that one. No. There was like a picture of like, it was like a little like mar like metal ball bearing hitting like this plate at a ridiculous speed. Like speeds we're talking, and it makes this huge dent in steel. Everyone's like, oh, blah blah blah. Like that's not what we make stuff out of. Like what we make space stations and stuff. There's like layers of like Kevlar, and they have the like, specially designed materials to like handle those impacts like they know about them and they know they have to do something about them so i okay. think they know about it and they know how to deal with it they do know about them i don't think they know how to deal with it if something big enough hits the station i think that's where the trouble lies big enough but i think we're talking about like the big stuff we can see like i don't know my dude i'm talking about like maybe like a little piece of metal like i don't know like five inches long I think that thing can do a lot of damage I think you're underestimating it well I'm also like it's also just space like there's also just it's all just chance there's no guarantee the probability of something like that hitting that is like so astronomical it is pretty low yes but with all the crap that we have out there some people are or not some people like I forgot who. It was some... I think it was the Joe Rogan, Neil deGrasse Tyson one, but the older one, the older podcast. And okay. Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying, like, why would aliens even want to visit us when they probably can't even make it through our atmosphere safe? I think that was the newer one. <laughs> I like, remember seeing that. Why would they want to visit us if that's how we treat our atmosphere? I don't feel like going through that. You're like, why would I talk to these losers? Am I going to risk my ship? I don't know. I just want to see a space elevator. I think it would be cool. I'm not saying I don't want to see it. I'm just playing the... You know. I, I mean, if they're testing it, I feel like they figured out like all this like stupid junk we're thinking of. See, you're saying testing. So, I don't see that happening for a long while. I know they said 2050. I think it'll be even longer than that. But I think the space elevator is the way they want to take it. Because I think that's like when you see like a lot of space stuff, that's like the general consensus of like the easiest way to get stuff from Earth to space. I feel like once it's made, it would be pretty cost effective. Like once it's up and running, it's just cost effective with like you don't need fuel. Like you can get just supplies up there. Then your whole idea of space missions isn't from Earth to wherever. It's the space station to wherever. See, I get that. But I just, I don't know. I guess I'm a, a skeptic. You're more uh, what's keeping this cable from just getting reeled back into Earth? That's a question. What do you mean? So, big heavy elevator on the ground, and the motor starts spinning up to try and go upwards. If this is a cable, what's stopping the cable from just starting to pile up on Earth as you're pulling on it? Or measure it to the right dimensions? I don't know. Down to the inch. I'm like... saying, like... 
if you tie a rope to your ceiling and you start pulling the rope, right? Yes. You lift yourself up because you're pulling down on the rope, which is connected at the ceiling. Now, I'm assuming that gravity wouldn't pull the whole rope down. So now your rope is just floating there at the top. You pull tension. on your rope. Tension to what, though? Base station being flung around faster. Like, that thing is going to, like, like tying a rope to, like, a rock and spinning it around. What are those Australian things? I don't, I just know them from, like, Australia. Remember those things where, like, you spin it and, it, like, they can launch rocks? Boomerang. No. Um, no, Auto-auto. I know what you're talking about. Uh, you hold two pieces of rope and you let go of one and the rock goes flying? Yeah. Whatever those things are called. What if that's our, pl- that's our final plan, Nick? You ever think of that? Oh. We're just going to sling it out of something. Launch a space station out out deep. And that's how we're going to do it. Just send another one crawling up. Get it going on the speed. <laughs> like a giant whip. Can you imagine if that's actually like our future space plans? It's just a giant whip that we whip things out of our orbit. So Bruno, like, okay, so you know you had your question about the tension thing? Yeah. Here's a video of centripetal, I think. Centripetal force, like with the bike wheel. And how, like, so for people that can't see this, it's like a bike wheel that's horizontal to the ground, just like a normal bike wheel. But they start spinning it, and then they put it up vertical, and it stays up vertical because the force is going in all directions, so it keeps it up. So I think with the centripetal, whatever, with the space station going around and around and around, you're going to need a lot of force pulling on that rope to actually. Okay. This is like a completely different force, I think, to be honest with you. Because this is like gyroscopic. Yeah, but it's the Um, same. Like the space station will be up there spinning around the same speed of Earth, which is putting like force up, like out away from you. And if you would pull on the rope, you're not exerting more force towards the Earth than is being exerted away from the Earth. It only will be to the point where you're like pulling more than it's being pushed. That you're gonna like start pulling it back and having like a coil. Maybe. I think we're delving too deep for what we know. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, I'm way past my knowledge already. I'm just trying to like yeah. No, I, I I know what you're saying. I'm not trying to like dismiss it. No, I'm just like trying to make sense of it. It might be something like this, but I'm not sure. So, for this week's math tweet. Please do the math. Do the math of what it would take to get a space station with centrifugal force to float around the Earth. I don't even know if that's what it means. Make it happen. I'm kidding. Um, Can we get Vsauce on this? Vsauce. Can we get Tyson on? Neil deGrasse Tyson? Let's ask him about all this stuff. Hey, Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's your formal him? invite. Can we can we email him? See, I wouldn't even want to. I don't even think I'd want him on the podcast. Really? I would feel bad. It would be a little scary. I don't know what I would ask the man. I feel like we have to t- we'd have to like ask him questions of like about space. No, like I think we ask him questions that like like this. We'd be talking like why we think this is practical, and then him being like, "Well, no." This is why it's not actually practical, because he has the knowledge. This is us just, like, 
but that's why he has his own podcast. Yeah, but then we get viewership from it being on ours. <laughs> Star Talk. Just Bruno shot down the other idea. What? Of us hosting everyone else's podcast. I know. We can't talk about that, though. I thought we already talked about that. I don't think we have on, on I don't here. think you have, no. I thought that was another business venture. It is know. a business venture. It's a good we should do it. I mean, okay. We can try. Okay, do you want to start smaller? Fiverr. <laughs> no, not even that. No, we like people. No, do we do we say it? Do we just put it out there? Yes. I don't think we do. Okay, don't. Thursdays are the best days. Incorporated. We've, we're reaching out here. We've evolved past podcasts. No, we haven't. I was gonna say we kind of didn't though. We're evolved past our own personal podcast. And Thursdays are the best days are looking at hosting other people's podcasts for money. So, if you want a podcast or know someone who wants a podcast, I can't even say that. For a fee of every episode, we will make sure your podcast is recorded, exported, and uploaded. Oh, I don't want to deal with uploading. That no, but I'm saying like, so in theory, it would be like to an actual upload service and not crappypodcast.com. Please, like, like, you, like, Spotify. depending on the size of the person, it would be Spotify and like that. You got me. Someone who can actually afford to pay Spotify. I think it's a good idea. Now. Okay, so don't steal the idea. Anyone who's listening, don't do it. So some live talk, Bruno. It's copyrighted. Okay. I know you. We've talked about how I know Teamspeak has better voice quality. True. It does. But I, does Discord have better IP protection? Because I don't think it deals anything with IPs. It it does. Yes. Before Bruno answers that, I got a better question. Are we legally allowed to use Discord as a money-making service? Yes. Probably not. Yes, I think we are. Back to the rights, terms of service. God. Because... I don't know legalese. Okay, can I... Uh, this is all me just uh, justifying and, like, speculating. Discord has a streamer mode. Correct. Yes. Correct. Discord understands the streamer mode is for streamers, a.k.a. Twitch streamers or even YouTubers. But let's be honest, mostly Twitch streamers to, like, hide them using their thing. So Discord already knows you're going to be using Discord to talk to people or have a stream Discord, which is a part of how you make money because you can either talk to other people or interact with your viewership. Okay, I'm following. Yeah. So, like... We'd be using Discord in a different way than that, but I already think they're okay with people making money off of them using their service. In my mind. Or I'll stream Discords that were sub-onlys would kind of be not illegal, but not against not a terms, of, terms of service. So, I just did a quick Google search. People make bots that go to Discords, right? Yes. And they use those bots that have AdSense 
or like paywalls. So they profit off of them. Wait, wasn't this our idea like weeks ago? No. Wait, yeah. what? The idea of putting a bot in a channel. And have it record listen. everything. Yes. Yes. But no, this is like a like a WoW guild bot that's like, here's your stuff. Like like Dits Guild, his Discord server has WoWhead News Bot. Basically anytime there's a big WoW news, it launches and says like, hey, this is going on. Like imagine if um say like what's a game that we all play? Siege, right? So there was a siege bot. Anytime like updates went live, bug fixes or anything like that, it would poop out information into a siege channel. That's basically what they have set up. And bots like that is what I'm reading that people set up to make profit. Sort of. I mean, we have something like that. We have our podcast bot. Every time a podcast is up, it checks the RSS feed and just says, hey, new episode. Yeah. Yeah, people are using something like that to make a profit. So I think that would work. I think we're fine. Yes. If anyone wants to invest in this business venture. I think it's a Fiverr thing we could easily do. We just make another Discord server. And then like a Fiverr thing. Like Fiverr. Like you just the website that goes and does services for five dollars. I get that. But what would you say? Like, hey, every podcast that you want recorded is five dollars. Well, I mean, like you kind of do it. You you just do like a scaling thing, or like your first one. You like start one is five, but you can get five for twenty. Like you pay us for. Like it really doesn't. We don't have any cost. The only cost to us would be our time of just like setting it up and maybe like sitting yeah. through their podcast all the time. Bruno's electricity. Well, he gets a bigger cut of everything then. Like, but like, you kind of just scale it up. Oh, one episode is five dollars. Why don't you buy the five episode pack for twenty? And then they get five episodes that they get to record for that twenty dollars. We put like a time limit of like what each episode can be, so they're not recording one hour long episode. And if they want to store them, we add like in a storing storage charge. Okay, so anyone for who's listening, <laughs> this is like what goes through our minds. <laughs> this is so off topic, but like this is but this is like this is of. what we do. This is us thinking about things. Yeah, I mean, I think if we do Fiverr, we open up more of a wormhole to like people hurting us. If that makes sense. Like, if, I feel like if we'd go after someone like Chad or Justin, I feel like that'd be more reachable. I think we need, like, a proven system, though. I mean, don't we have a proven system with our podcast? It's been up and running for 20 episodes. Not 18. But, like, but like us being able to serve it. Like, we can, like, our, we're flexible because, like, whatever we can make work, we make work. If something fails, we normally have something else to, like, back it up i don't know like what if this like i think we have to get proven of being able to do it for other people not just ourselves 
I'd love. I want to do this. I want this to get huge. I want. So, I want Bruno to have ten servers in his basement, just all running. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Actually, they'd all get moved to the shed, probably the podcast shed. No, then my shed gets loud. Put him in the basement. No, I meant like you make a second shed. We're like that profitable. I don't have. Oh, that's a lot of profit. <laughs> I love how you said I don't have the. You wanted to say I don't have the room, but then you like backed up on well, that thing. <laughs> We got trees to cut down and some terraforming to do. Put it in like your grandma's backyard. To be honest, it doesn't Nick, mean to be a big let shed. Let me get you a screenshot of what my grandmother's backyard looks like. Okay. To be fair here, you don't you need like a ten by ten shed. With like shed. with just racks. Server racks. Then we just browse eBay for servers. Tiny servers. We don't even need big ones. No. Like... One server per team speak server. And then we have inside each server is like 10, whatever they're called, VMs that just run different people's servers with team speaks. Most of it would just be, we probably have a couple NAS, like devices for like storage of all the podcasts. Okay, what? Is that bark? Just trees. Is that an aerial Air, view? Yeah, just trees. Oh, I'll come down and cut trees, <laughs> goddammit. We only need a couple trees, and enough for you to, like, run a power line. We'll, Don't we'll get... use the wood to make the shed. Oh, my. When do you want this to happen? 2030? Bruno, I will come down there and make you a shed right now. Don't lie and say that making a shed wouldn't be a fun project that you'd want to get, like, get started on. Dude, I come in with a 30-pack every day. We want to get much oh, done. God, you literally ran electricity all the way out to your shed and redid your like whole shed to be this, probably better than some people's houses. Yes, I ran power out. Yes, I wired it. We are sure. all IT majors. The network would be unbelievable, or broken. Probably one broken. of the one of the two. Definitely broken. <laughs> Thursdays are the best days incorporated. TTB TTBD Inc. Sure. I like it. I think we could do it. I think we have such a simple method of a stupidly simple method. And then instead of using Discord, we make our own Discord. We can do we can get an R and D department. Or when TeamSpeak 5 comes out and it's amazing. Or, you know what we do? Steal everyone's podcast and sell the information. <laughs> Don't actually let them publish it. <laughs> oh, if we we own the rights to everything. Exactly. It's yeah. like what 23andMe does, right? Is that the website? Yeah. They steal and copyright everyone's genes. Oh, there's something about that. I was just, oh, why do you... 23andMe will no longer <laughs> let app developers read your DNA. Seven hours ago, that article was posted. I'm just saying, if you use 23andMe, you don't own your DNA anymore. Like, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. I read that. I don't that. see how that can be a thing. What do you mean? I feel like they say that, but I feel like if you got into a real ethical legal battle, I'm sure they'll lose. It's like a part of your human body, and you're telling me that I don't own it anymore? 
Well, good thing I bought my girlfriend a kit after they said it wasn't allowed. Because basically I just sold her soul. I guess. Sweet. I, I'm not going to tell her that. I'll just make her paranoid. I'm reading right now, so give me one second. Yeah, to entertain him, Bruno. Done it. Uh, TTB to Inc. We'll, we need a color scheme. We need a logo. We need a business plan, a revenue. So from this quick read that I just read is that they de- once they give you your DNA stuff, they de-identify it. So it doesn't belong to like you, and then they can like run tests on it. So they make it anonymous. I mean, I mean, okay, but they still own it. I would rather it kind of like I'd rather it go to a database, and like then forensic like. I'd rather it all go to a database of like kind of like your DNA stored. So whenever they have to deal with like forensic cases, and they're like, "Oh, we don't have this DNA on record." But we can relate it to someone in this this family because like this one's close enough. I feel like that would be a good use of it. Well, like Joe Rogan, he did like twenty three and Me, and yeah. apparently he has like a super high percentage of Neanderthal Neander Neanderthal DNA in him, which I can see. Like he just, I don't want to be like mean to the man, but he doesn't really. He looks like a Neanderthal. Yo, I'd love to see that. Uh... The, the mountain from Game of Thrones do one. Oh, jeez. I'm sure he's like 100% caveman. Won the 2018 Strongman Contest. Picked up a 250-pound anvil like it would be me picking up a 10-pound 10, like weight. It's like, threw it on a table and just walked away. Also, you know how you said that you think that he'd be 100% caveman? Yeah. He'd be the furthest thing away from cavemen. What do you mean? Cavemen were like short and like barely must like they were tiny they weren't big i thought they were big i thought because they just did protein and just like no because they didn't get all the nutrition that they needed they were small like babies were really tiny i don't well not babies really tiny but you know what i mean like they were smaller then why is he so big sweden okay that country just makes people no he's iceland I don't know. Isolation? Inbreeding? Who knows? Any Icelandic? <laughs> Maybe. I don't I don't follow the man's like nationality. I don't know. Well, I think we've gone on quite the tangents. Yes. A little bit. So on that bombshell. Come invest. Come invest. Tell us why we should do this because it's a great idea. Tell us why uh, not. No you know bad what? feedback. Slide in my DMs if you want in. On on the ground level. Um what was the question? Pocket loadout. What's your pocket loadout? TTBD and pants emoji? Is that a thing? Yes. I couldn't find one on Discord. Oh, yeah. I could find one on my phone. I don't, I don't see pants. Okay. You gotta use your phone. Go for clothing. Anything clothing. clothing. Yeah, there you go. And use TTBD. Someone's trying to steal it. I don't want to lose it. Spam it. I don't care. Do something. Make it ours. Ours. So, on that, thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Thursday's The Best Days podcast, and goodbye. 
Bye. Bye.